Welcome to the Miracle Channel podcast. Every week, you'll hear powerful messages from world-renowned pastors that air on Miracle Channel, Canada's 24-7 Christian TV station. And if you want to watch more of their messages anytime you want, check out our online streaming service, Corco Plus. Follow the link in our show notes to create a free account in three simple steps. Today on the podcast, you'll hear a message from Leon Fontaine. Leon is senior pastor of Springs Church with locations across Canada. He's also been Miracle Channel CEO since 2010. Leon's teaching will help you develop your own personal relationship with Jesus and walk in God's promises. You can watch his program, Leon Fontaine, The Spirit Contemporary Life, weekdays on Miracle Channel. Let's dive into the message. The German philosopher that so many atheists love to quote, Friedrich Nietzsche, he said that God's dead. He died from pity, weakness, timidity. Christians are just nice people. No ability to use power. Some interesting quotes about Christianity from that man, that philosopher. And although I don't agree with him that God's dead, I do agree with him about the state of Christianity. I get tired with this fakey niceness that so many Christians have. You know, I've said this so many times, but when a woman breaks up with a guy that she just doesn't know why she doesn't want to hang out with anymore, just like done with him, she always says the same thing to her friends, the same thing every time. It's like this. He was a a nice guy. Listen, guys, women don't want a nice guy. They want a great guy, a passionate guy, a risk-taking guy, a romantic guy, a guy going somewhere. That's the kind of guy they want, not a nice guy. The nice guy is the guy that's got no jam to get up and confront anything, do anything, stand up for anything. He's just, everybody has to like him. He's nice. I mean, whoever goes to a business meeting in the business world, you can't just be nice. It's like you walk in there and go, hi, like me, please like me, with a smile on, how are you today? And they're all kind of going, look out for the dude there in the blue jacket. Yeah, he's up to something. I don't know what he's up to. He's too nice. Like, like the world is not looking for nice guys. They want authentic. They want kind. They want strong. They want, but this niceness. So when we talk about your future and the dream for your life and the vision for your life and the power of God in your life, could we lose the Christian nicey-nicey, yuck, kind of thing that goes on out there and let's recognize who we are. The Bible doesn't say that Jesus is the poodle of Judah. He's the lion of Judah. He's the king of kings, the Lord of lords. So today, I want to talk about being sons of God. Not sons of a nice guy. (laughs) Sons of God. It's hard for us to equate that, but let me at least set a ground level for you. What would the son of a king look like? 
What would royalty, the sons of royalty, look and function and conduct themselves like? Well, let's go to a level we can't even comprehend. You and I are to be sons of God. Sons and daughters of a God. The only God. The King of Kings. How much do you value God? How much do you stand in awe of Him? Because when we talk about your dream, the goals for your life... So many people, for God, he's just kind of this nice God. Please bless what I'm doing, and that's about all I need you for. Just forgive me, get me to heaven, because I like heaven. That's fire insurance. Okay? And then, so save me, bless me, bless me, bless me, bless me. But after that, I don't need you, because all you're about is rules, and I want to really live with some excitement and risk. So I don't know who in the world produced an image of a God like that. The Bible says he's so tremendous, so amazing, so powerful, so incredible, so kind and loving that you, it's the fear of the Lord that is the beginning of wisdom. And by that, it's not this bite-your-nails terror. It's this incredible, mind-sucking, And God's got a plan for your life. And the best you can do is just ask him to bless your dreams. The little plans you have. Well, pastor, 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 I have a dream. What's your dream? I'm going to pay off my house. Good. Good. Okay, that's, that's a good dream. You should have that. But that's the goal for your whole life? You don't even need God for that. Just be a good manager. Handle your money well. You'll pay your house off. Can we get a dream that it's a big, hairy, audacious goal? Can we get a dream that wherever you live, work, whatever you, wherever you are in the business world, etc., that you can impact and influence and transform the people around you until you are the salt and the light of everybody in your sphere? The dream that you have right now is a lot of times simply self-centered. Could you get a dream that is God-centric? Could you get a dream? Because it's in there. And whatever gifting and ability you have, wherever you work in the business world, the political world, whether you're in teaching, whether you're in politics, whether you're in the, in, in, in the business world, there's something about you that can become salt and light where people will be attracted to you, want to get around you. I'm going to read you a portion of scripture in Isaiah chapter 6 verses 1 to 3 as we unpack this idea of how should we dream, what should it be like? In the year that King Uzziah died, in a vision, Isaiah says, I saw the Lord sitting upon a throne, high, lifted up, and the skirts of his train, his robe, filled the most holy part of that temple. Above him stood the seraphim. A seraphim is a unique kind of angel. It says each of these angels had six wings, with two, he covered his face. With two, he covered his feet. And with two, he flew. And one cried to another, saying, Holy, holy, holy. Now, we don't get this term because church has messed it up. We think to be holy, well, there's so many different definitions out there. What it's trying to say to us, holy means set apart, different from everything else. 
You can look to the farthest reaches of the universe and see creation at, at its most awe-inspiring. You can try to look into a black hole or check out galaxies and it can blow your mind, but it doesn't hold a candle to how God himself is separate from creation. He's the creator. He's the one that thought this stuff through. He's the one that thinks this stuff up. You can look at your garden and go, how can you plant a seed in every different row and every different seed produces after its own kind. And even if you leave and walk off the bushes and the oak trees and the oaks and the poplars and they grow and you look at, and you look at a baby as it learns to walk and you just go wow his creation is incredible but God himself is uniquely set apart from all of it he's the creator he wasn't created he's the creator and he is holy he is in I can't even grab adjectives to describe our God other than you better be in awe so the angels just use one word holy holy, set apart. I mean, you can look at everything in creation, whatever turns you on from love to joy to babies to creation to plants to buildings and architecture and songs and movies, whatever creative force inspires you and makes you go, wow, and God is the creator of the universe. And then this angel says, holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. Now, I'm getting tired of all these Preachers, TV preachers can be the worst. The world's going to hell in a handbasket. Sin everywhere. The tsunami was God's judgment on that country. Earthquakes coming, God is displeased. Oh, shut up. Read your Bible. We just see the whole world as evil and bad and everything's no good. And The Bible says the whole earth is full of his glory. Yes, they might, we don't know if the guy that started Apple or Microsoft, I mean, when you look at the genius of what's gone on there, that's the glory of God coming through. I don't know if they're using it for him or if they know him, but when you look at glory, you know, some people, they start church services and they're praying for the glory. Oh, let the glory descend. Hello, 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 where are you? You, 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 you. We want your glory. And what they're thinking about is a smog to fill the place or a great balls of fire to come down or, or you know, this building is going to shake. That's the glory of God. You should have been at our service the other night. The glory descended. They don't know what they're, they know what they're talking about. That's the, that might be some of the results of his glory. But what is God's glory? Is it some kind of little mist that flows through? Or is it some kind of weird stuff that takes place at the altar and his glory has come? We've gotten so churched. We've gotten so religious. We've gotten so that the world looks like we're dipsticks. Go, what's with you guys? What does it mean, glory? Well, it's quite the word, and trying to explain God would take some time. Let me just give you one example that will help you guys and gals who are involved in business and politics. And you look at the church and go, well, I just can't be like, 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 a, like a preacher, and I can't build that church. So I guess I'm just in the secular, and you're in the religious baloney. One time we were staying at, we were at a friend's house visiting. There's a number of us, and they had a little guy. He's about two you know, at two, they're still wearing diapers and they can run fast. And so they went to change him for bedtime and he escapes buck naked. 
Daddy is chasing him, and all of a sudden he comes bursting through the front room. Woo-hoo! And his little sweaty feet, when they bank on those hallway corners, they're uncatchable at that age. They're like, Dad's hot after him. And one of the older guys sitting in the front room with us said, Well, there he goes in all his glory. (laughs) I got news for you. God created this world. When you see a tree grow, I, I love trees. Everywhere I go, there's just something about this beautiful, majestic trees. And I, it just, it's God's glory shining through. When you look at the beautiful flowers in the gardens, God created that. It brings glory to God. When you see somebody up here playing a guitar or a, a drum, and the rhythm is so phenomenal, it just drives me. It makes my heart swell, and I want to sing. I wish I could play every instrument up here. I want to go and take it away and have that sing. That's God's glory coming through that person. Oh, it's a gift, and they've added skill to it. But when I see someone build and, and design a skyscraper, I look at the gorgeous, and I think, wow, listen to me. I don't care if the guy knows God or not, the gift that's in him that's coming through in that architecture, that's God's glory coming through. When you go to Disney World, you think Disney's so great, that's just a gift God put in him. Whether he used it or not, that's God's glory coming through. The business gift on you, the management gift on you, your ability to handle money, your ability to handle people, your ability to sing, your ability to be a dad and those kids just love you, this ability to have a home, this ability to be romantic, this all brings glory to God. But we got it all figured out. We got secular, it's a good thing we're in the house of the Lord today. His presence is here, and pretty soon we're going to have to walk back out into that big, bad, secular world. It's rough out there. Wished I had your job, Pastor. It's just like just the anointing everywhere. When you go home, does Sally bow and raise her hands and praise the Lord? Do all your kids just smile and sense the anointing as you walk into the house? We got the craziest ideas about life. You know, parables is what Jesus told. Those are made-up stories to get a point across. Let me give you a modern-day parable. Walking through the Amazon jungle, a man, to his surprise, found this nation of people in the Amazon jungle and somehow someone had driven as far as they could with a Mercedes Benz and ditched it in the jungle and they used it for a chicken coop. They had figured out how to open the doors and close the doors. And so there was chickens there, some kind of birds they used in there and it was covered in poop, it was covered in feathers, but it was a great place to trap your birds and keep them there. That was a Mercedes Benz for a chicken coop. Now, if they ever turned that little shiny thing on the steering column and that thing came to life, they'd discover air conditioning. But it's just a chicken coop. And if they ever got that thing running and pulled that shift down from P to D into drive, they'd find out their canoes are slow compared to this thing and how fast it can drive. But all they know It's a chicken coop. And are you limiting God with your chicken coop mentality with your dreams? Or have you got recognizing that whatever's on the inside of you never stops? When you look ahead down the road of your destiny, there's always going to be curves, 
I've discovered that I can maybe believe what I think I'm going to do for God. But when I get down the road and I take the corner, it's amazing. But all of a sudden, when you see more and more of what is ahead you, of you, and you realize beyond what I can think, dream, imagine, God has for every one of us. When we talk about dreams and gifts, please recognize God's created you. And if you want, you can be a nice guy. You can avoid all risk. Oh, no, 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 don't do that. We, we can possibly lose the house. And Oh, don't do that with your business. Don't rock the boat. It's going good. You can be the nice guy, take no risks, and get through life right up until you die. Oh, joy, you made it. You made it to what? Your funeral. You made it to What? Your coffin. Good, we made it safe. Well, you're going to die anyway. That's the ultimate fear. So why are you so afraid to try new things? To get out there and take that business on and go learn and grow. Why are you so afraid to take that course, even though you're 40 or 50, and go back to school and do the dreams you've always dreamed about? Why are you afraid to get up and try public speaking, volunteer in the kids? Why are you afraid to go try something? You're going to just stay risk-free up until you die. I'm done. <laughs> Let's go for it. Amen. <laughs> Let's say yes. Dream. Believe God. Recognize you are a gift. Thanks for joining us today. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to hear more great messages from inspiring teachers like Leon Fontaine. Rate this podcast and write a review if you haven't already. And share this message so others can be encouraged by this teaching too. So subscribe, rate, review, and share. We hope you were inspired by today's message. God bless.